Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Who is the youngest goalkeeper to keep a clean sheet in the World Cup? The number one podcast. Hello and welcome back to the number one podcast. It is your favourite goalkeeping podcast presented by two bears. That's what we are, aren't we? We're bears. What kind of bear would you be? Uh, just a cuddly one. I like to be a panda. Panda. Yeah. I was more referring to the way the way the fact that we've got beards and are a bit. Um, Hirsute. But yeah, a bit hirsute. Can you just move your phone away from the... Um, oh, is it making a noise? Yeah, it's, it's crackling like uh, like no one's business. Um, my, I am Lloyd Griffith, just in case you hadn't fathomed. Uh, and with me is my co-host, a man who is more hipster than a vegan cat cereal cafe in a Shoreditch speakeasy. It's David Priest. Happy I, with that? I, I am, yeah, but I, I had this beard before all this bollocks came Classic in. hipster response. That is a classic <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I did though. Basically, I had to because you're going to um, do something with me on the fifth of August, which oh, I am. Yeah, and um, we'll announce that uh, later on, maybe. And uh, I had to Google a picture of you, <laughs> and when you Google David Priest, it is like a game of guess who because none of those <laughs> photos look the same. I've had some horrendous haircuts. Not horrendous haircuts at all. I think you've had some very good haircuts, some of which I'm very envious of, some of which, you know, you look like you've spent a bit of time in Her Majesty's uh, care. <laughs> but none of them are the same. Like you look, you've had so many different images throughout your career. Like it's amazing. Like mixed up. You know, um, every now and then where you get a footballer that's spent a lot of time playing wherever and they do a little gif of like the uh, uh, evolution if someone did yours, people like that oh, is not the same person. Yeah, I, I mean, the thing is, with the beard came late in life, though. I, I couldn't really grow one until I was into my thirties. Really? So anybody out there, you know, struggling a little bit with a beard, and you know, just don't give up hope. <laughs> don't give up hope. Don't give up hope. And one day you could like David Priest, exactly. the original hipsters. That's what you're saying. So you're saying you created the image of the hipster. Well, kind it's of. A big do you mean? Set, I mean. It went out of fashion footballer-wise, didn't it? For, then it for came back, 20, 30 years. Then it yeah. came back in. Yeah. About three. Remember when Palace, two years ago, just had a team full of... Ledley, uh, Joe Ledley and all them. Yeah, yeah and Yedinek. Yeah. And they just all looked like absolute hipsters. He's got a good beard, Yedinek. Yeah, yes. Listen, uh, apologies. Harry Nick. Uh, what? Harry Nick. I like it. Uh, apologies uh, for not giving you a podcast for the last few weeks. Um, it's been a bit all over the shop. I've been doing a World Cup job with Hisense, uh, a TV company. Yeah, it's been, it's yeah, been fun. Yeah, yeah. But I've been all over. I've been working with Luis Figo, Robert Perez, Tayo, yeah. producer from the Totally Football League show. If you're um, wondering what I've been doing, I've been, I've been sat at home watching football. I mean, you know, it, could do, it could be worse, do you know what I mean? But... I mean, I'd, I'd rather be sitting with Lewis Fiegel, like, you know what I mean? He's a good lad. I'll tell you what, Robert Perez, though, absolute hero. Is he? Oh. He, he still plays five-a-side uh, outside uh, the Emirates, doesn't he? They've still got it, all of them. They've, and uh, Michael Owen, yesterday, I was with Michael Owen, and uh, do you know what? Bloody lovely bloke. I, I bet he is. Absolutely. Because, like you know, people, I put a, t- a few tw- a tweet out there or Instagram saying, oh, with uh, Michael Owen tomorrow, you can get in with a chance of it. And the response I got, but there's two or three, and I was like, oh, leave it out, mate. And then I met him, I was like, do you know what? Bloody brilliant bloke. He's not. He's not well liked, is he? Really? He's the loveliest no. bloke, and I, I, I don't care. I, I, my experience with him, he was great, and he was very insightful, and he was saying a lot of stuff. Apart from the, the, the thing that annoyed me, he said his, his first professional hat trick was against uh, Grimsby Town, which it was. He, he didn't need to bring that up. Yeah, I mean, he's, he has scored a couple of goals past he's, me as well. To be fair, on. has he? Yeah. Um, he's one of those players who, like, you know, you realise you, know, you think he was all about pace and finishing, but he's actually a really 
clever player. You know, Very the clever. That, that he his movement, we, when uh, we played against Liverpool was at Aberdeen, his movement around Emil Heskey was just brilliant. Like, yeah. The two of them play really well together. But it, I saw something, or oh, yeah, watched something this morning with Ian Wright and Alan Shearer. Did you see the, uh, he, he, they, they both got talking about uh, Michael Lowen and obviously had a little bit of chuckle at themselves from being a bit boring. And uh, what was it? What was the tweet? Somebody had tweeted in uh, to Ian Wright saying that uh, Michael Owen is like paint watching Michael Owen dry. Michael Owen is like paint watching Michael Owen dry. Okay, I get it. It's, it's a bit too clever, that. Yeah, but it's funny, though. I've had to work that <laughs> out. Yeah. But I, I spent yesterday with him, and he was absolutely, he was an absolute dream. And, uh, well, I mean, they all have been. And then I'm with uh, Benedict Howarders this week. All right, I, the uh, German defender. But I think when you say his name, it should be like, it sounds like it should be a Geordie. How But it's not Hooverders. Yeah, it might be that actually. To be yeah, fair, so. probably I'll do my research for. It. And then uh, I'm in uh, I'm in Russia the week after. Oh, beautiful, mate! I'm going Ski. to the, I'm going to the World Cup final. Uh, I I know. I, <laughs> you never stop going on about us. I got, sorry about that. I can't wait. Just imagine, and we'll get on to the World Cup in a second. Oh. But just imagine if England get to the World Cup final. I know, madness. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I to, mean to, to be fair, to be fair, oh, well, it will be brilliant. I'm not trying to underplay that at all. Do you know what I mean? But while you're at the World Cup final, yep. watching England win the World Cup and Harry Kane lifted. I'll be in the Adam and Eve pub in Lincoln, probably. Hey, do you know yeah. what? I used to go into that pub when I used to sing in the cathedral. It oh. was the it was the <laughs> whilst I am doing the uh, tour of the official TV sponsor of the World Cup. That was the official pub of the uh, Lay Vicars of uh, Lincoln Cathedral. Little fact for you. Yeah, they do. They Still have got the pool meat. table there. They've got the pool table on the dartboard as on well. The dartboard, yeah. yeah. yeah the the lipstick has been peppered by priests. Uh, <laughs> um, so apologies for us being away. Um, I've been at the World Cup. And, I've not been away. And, um, I've been here all the time. David Priest has been kissing dartboards in Lincoln. Uh, mm-hmm. As ever, thank you very much for your listens. Uh, we couldn't do this without the reviews are going up, and uh, and we are still bribing you, but we're bribing you this time with a different prize. Um, if you give us a nice four or five star, but I mean, let it be a five star review on iTunes or your podcast provider, then we will give you a little prize. We'll read out a person's uh, review, um, not in a kind of egotistical way, but also it's a little boost for us, isn't it? Mm. And if we do read out yours, you'll get a prize. The prize has changed from the Glove Story book, which you can still get from all good retailers, Amazon, and all the money goes to the Willow Foundation. But we're giving you now, we've had some uh, made, exclusive, some number one podcast key rings. Oh, wow. Honestly. It's great. I'm, I'm devastated there's not like, a, we haven't got an audience here, like, because it would just no. be going mad in here. Yeah, I know, mate. and also it's a good job we haven't recorded it because it's absolutely boiling in this tiny little room in northish London. You didn't realise that we record this in a sauna. Yeah, I know it's like Bikram yoga. Yeah, it's good. Sweating. I mean, two, two flannels over our uh, heads. I'll yeah. finish that. Otherwise, people might think we're being kinky. Mm. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll read out one of them later. But the World Cup is on. We're going to look at the World Cup and then we're going to look at transfers. That's the main thing today. We've asked a few questions. You asked a, a tweet today, didn't you, saying yep. who has uh, impressed you and what's been the shocker so far? We're just going to go through in no particular order and just have a little chat about some of the goalkeeping performances in the World Cup so far. Uh, I think first and foremost we have to talk about England. Obviously, we all think we're going to win the World Cup. My favourite thing at the moment is all the tweets about it's coming home. <laughs> like if, it's a, if it's a funny or clever it's coming home tweet, did you see that one where Gareth Southgate, there's a, a close-up of Gareth Southgate and it's got closer up in his eye and the little white glint <laughs> in his eye just said it's coming home. <laughs> and the one, the bloke uh, goes, oh shit, I've, I've spilt me um, alphabetti spaghetti <laughs> and he spilled it and then he just, and it, it just said it's coming, coming home. home. And right. I just thought, I want more of that. I is want that, more of that. Is that one my mate Glenn Kitson did it? it was, uh, I started following him. Very funny. Oh, he's he? brilliant, man. He's brilliant. brilliant. Yeah. And, uh, he, the Gaza. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Phones of a taxi. Gaza. Taxi, please. So let's talk about England first. Uh, now, Jordan Pickford, he is the number one goalkeeper that is starting for England. And he hasn't really had much to do, has he? Let's be honest. No, he, he hasn't. And. They couldn't do really much about their the goal. The defensive line was really poor. The, in the first game, there was the penalty. Yeah. The, which, I mean, it's a penalty. Yeah. But even then, I mean, you know, you look at it from... A, a few people tweet me about it. And, I mean, sometimes, you know, you you look at it and think, oh, we've got nothing to do about it. And then it, what's been great is that I'm actually getting people that, you know, tweet me what they think about it. Yeah. And, it's, and, you know, you often get, quite often get people pointing out things that I've missed myself as well, okay. which, is, which is great for me. Like what? Well, uh, when, uh, 
the penalty situation when he's uh, he, he's obviously made his mind up that's the way he's going to go so do you think that he's gone I'm not going to read the player I know which way I'm going well well, kind of or he's just made his mind up but he hasn't got it's not like he's gone early he's just thought well I'm going to go me right but he takes it's like a, a negative step it's called a negative step so like instead of taking a power step which is like where you actually step forward and then push off and you dive yeah. you kind of like um, you step inside your stance so like you, you end up diving from further away than when your foot where your foot started. Yeah, I'm sure there's a better, better explanation or a clear explanation. But but people out there will, will know what the negative step is. Right, I, don't, okay. I don't I don't need to elaborate too much. But it just means that he's not getting a full length dive as he would Got with you. a power step. So if he's getting that step out, sort of, uh, you know, his first step out wide of his uh, shoulder width and then push off, he, he might get there. Now it's it's not a mistake. It's you know it's a, it's a minor yeah. detail like you know, but. I think it's, especially when we talk about these these goalkeepers, these little things make all the difference. Right? And what I've noticed as well with, with 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 Pickford is that he wants to get involved, especially in the game against Panama. There's 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 a an easy mistake is to just fall into a lull. Mm. And if you're if you're five nil up at half time, you know it could be that you you're bored. You know yeah. what I mean? But I saw him actively coming out and trying to get involved and and then taking it across his box. And is that just to keep him? Going or yeah, I mean it's, that's just just a character. I mean, as long as it doesn't go into a situation where he's trying to manufacture something, he's getting yeah. involved in things he shouldn't. Then that's okay. But I, I just like the way that he is trying to keep involved in uh, in, the, in that second half when there was some lapses of concentration, which there was, and there was, you know, it wasn't a perfect performance by any means by no. the, by England. Uh, you know, if you think in the first couple of minutes they had a chance, they played played yeah. us down the right, gotten through the centre, and the lad shanked Scared out to it, left. Yeah. yeah, and that you know, in a decent striker's hands. Or feet, you know, you know, might be dangerous. But I like the way he gets onto players. He does it in a, do you know what I mean? He, he was having a go. I see him having a go. At John Stones. He does it in the right way. Do you know what I mean? It's not like sort of. He's not overly critical. He's not going to. It's not going to be negative. Yeah. But he, he's just trying to keep people on the toes and. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be he'd been disappointed not to keep a clean sheet. But well, that's the thing. Isn't but it? to be honest, I think Panama were good for the goal. Yeah, good for the goal. And also, it was great to see him celebrating the goal as if they had just won the World Cup. Yeah, it was their first World Cup goal. Uh, so let's move on to Argentina next. Again, this is in no particular order. We we'll move on to Argentina. Um, Willy Caballero is starting. He's starting at the World Cup. And the reason why he's starting is because there's an injury to uh, what's his name um, Pereira Romero. Romero why do I keep saying Pereira he's the other keeper at night I know but I can't, I can't you know I can't be the co-host of a goalkeeping uh, podcast and then get me Pereira's and Romero's mixed up mate mm. anyway Romero is injured what's wrong with him do you know Um. oh good question thank you brought his foot no uh, I don't know we can I, cut, the, it, cut that out have a look at that well I can, no, I'm just going to put it in there uh, injury uh, yeah injured Um. Yeah, just injured. We're not. I'm not going to edit this out. He's just injured. Look, right, we've okay. we've got to affect, you know we've got to address the fact that we're not we're only human. All right, kid. Yeah, we don't, we the, don't know these goalkeepers make mistakes, and so do we. You know what yeah, I mean? So exactly. let's let's just keep it in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's keep you know it in. Knee injury. It's a knee injury. Oh, I was okay. close. Yeah. Okay. Or a foot away. Literally. There we go. Yeah. But uh, Willie Cavallero, he had arguably the howler that everyone will remember him for. Right? Yeah, and do you know what? I mean, I, I sort of uh, I defend him quite a bit because I, I think he's a decent goalkeeper. Obviously, he's a decent goalkeeper. He's played for Chelsea, Man City, you know, he's Argentine. He's played for Argentina. But he, he comes under a lot of criticism from a lot of people. And okay, he isn't the world's best. He's not a Neuer. But, you know, at his age, he's went into a team like at Manchester City where he was, he was expected to play as well. And he, he probably played more games than he was than, than he was expecting. Yeah. When, when Pep came, yeah, and, and he's, he's in the same vein, you could see he's trying to do that with Argentina. Now, but from the very first uh, few minutes uh, in the first game against, help me out here. Uh, the first game, Iceland. Yes, Iceland. Yeah, they were playing about the back, and they got sloppy. And it wasn't his fault to be fair, but he was given short passes when he was only going to get it back again. And uh, they almost conceded a goal, and it happened twice in the next game against. Uh, my my brain's gone here. The, uh, uh, Croatia, Croatia, yeah, of course. So it, you know, when things like that happen, it, it puts people on edge. There's a, there looks like there's a nervousness about yeah. this game, and then you go through and you examine the goals. The first Iceland goal where uh, the shot comes across his right, and he palms it out with one hand. I think he can get down there. He. he 
I hate to say that he, he, he looks his age when he's getting down, but he, he did. And if yeah. he goes with two, I think he'd be able to catch it anyway. And then you go into the Croatia game, and then obviously that the, the goal that's uh, it's the gifted Croatia, the, the first one, Rebic. To be fair, it's still a good finish. Oh, it's a great finish. But, but the, the fact is that he's he's got a lot of grass to aim for behind yeah. over the top of Rebic, and there's two on the other side. There's two Argentinian players. He could overhit that ball, and it wouldn't go out, and yeah. they could they could get out the other side. He's just trying to be too deft with it, and once he's done that. I know it's all right in saying in, in in hindsight that he should have tried to affect the situation. I think if he if he went forward again gone, and tried gone, to yeah. smother it and try to stop it, he would have been able to. Whereas when he's retreated, he wasn't in a great position to get back in. And also, and I think it was just the shock of what had happened, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah well, that's could, it. Yeah, you could tell him going. You could see him going. Oh shit! Like you could see his in his head going. Oh, what have I done? Yeah, and he didn't react. I don't think quick enough. Yeah, and and he's just he made that decision, split second decision, and he's made that one uh, to come back as well and. Even the the one uh, where Modric has bent the ball, ball yeah. around him, his defenders has taken that side of the of his right hand side of the goal, and it's all to his left, so he knows he's going to it's going to go across that way. And I, I just think that I said just fine margins, better goalkeeper will, will maybe anticipate a little bit more. And if, if the ball goes across to his right through uh, the defender's legs, then. I just, I just don't think you know. Yet, like I said, you have to use defender in that situation. He's thirty-six years old at the moment. Obviously, they signed him. Chelsea signed him on a free transfer from Manchester City. Um, I don't know. I can't find it. I don't know how long he's signed for. I presume it's maybe two years. But yeah, he just got. You got to feel sorry for him. And obviously, you know, he's made a mistake. And we haven't. We haven't had a podcast since uh, the Champions League final as mm-hmm. well. Carrius obviously had a howler. Yeah, maybe two howlers. Well, definitely two howlers. Um, and you obviously on Twitter were standing up for him and mm. saying, you know, the concussion thing. But what I, I can't get my head around is the death threats that of caballero has been getting death threats uh, and, and his family have. And you just kind of go, if you, and I'm sure that our listeners aren't doing death threats. But you think, what are you doing? Why do you? Why are you entitled to wish death on anyone? Mm. Uh, it's ridiculous. Some people, I don't. I, I think some people just don't realise, or like you think it's it's nothing. Do you know what I mean? Because they think obviously they're not going to go out and kill them. Yeah. They're not going to do that. You know what I mean? It's yeah, stupid, yeah. really. But uh, it's one thing I've learned on Twitter. After nine years on Twitter, I've, I've, I've started blocking people and muting people just because. Of oh, I mute. I mute because then they're shouting into a well. Oh. Don't give them the satisfaction of being blocked. Just mute him, and then they are shouting into a well. Yeah, it's just, sad. It, it makes you. It, it doesn't fill me with hope for the future where the world's going. Like you know. I mean? Oh, do you know what my new Edinburgh show is? Well, not Edinburgh because I'm not going to Edinburgh. My new tour show is a little going to be a little bit about that, um, just because the abuse that I've received in the first two weeks of starting Soccer AM, which was horrific, and I got two death threats. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, we still here though. Do you know? Yeah, what I, mean? I am. Yeah. So touch wood. Uh, next, Iceland. So Hal Dawson. That save against Messi. I mean, it's what dreams are made of, isn't it? There's been a lot of reports. Part-time film director. Well, I mean, there is this. I mean, of course, he, he was a film director. He's still he's still a film director, but he's also. I mean, over the last course, last four or five years, he is full-time. Player. Oh, of course, he, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, he, he plays for runners in uh, in the Premier League, uh, Super League in Denmark, yeah. and it's funny, you know, because. When when I played over there, I went, it was two thousand summer two thousand thirteen. I was I pl- played ten games there, and um, that was just prior to the the build up for the the qualification for the. Is that mine? Is it? I think it might it be is, your phone. It yeah. is my phone. Yes, yeah, sorry about that. I'm looking at you and giving you the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You so give me a death threat, yeah. then, man. So um, sorry about that. Um, yeah, so when I'm in Iceland, played 10 games for Keflavik. Uh, it was the qualification for Brazil 2014. And actually, Iceland had a real chance of qualifying right, from that. Yeah. They had um, Switzerland and Slovenia in their in their group, and they almost qualified. I think there were two games left, and I think they if they'd beaten Slovenia at home, the game I went to watch, they got beat 4-2. If they yeah. won that one, though, I think they, they needed a, a point or win against Switzerland and they, they would have qualified. So all this isn't like, it wasn't a surprise to me when they qualified for the Euros and then, you know, it was building. There was They weren't very far away then. Yeah. 
but what everyone said to me about uh, about the team was that yeah they've got a good team they've got you know from two to eleven they've got a great side yeah but they've uh, they've got a weak link in the goalkeeper really? and at the point I think the whole squad he was the only one that was still playing at home in Iceland everyone else had had left and were playing elsewhere in Europe and to be honest. I played against it. He was at KR, who I think won the championship that year. Yeah. And we, pl- I can't remember the scores against them. They might have beat us. And um, but I was really impressed with him. He made some really good saves. And out of all the Icelandic keepers that played there, he looked far th- by far the best. Really. And I, and I feel a, b- a little bit, well, I feel not bad, but I felt as if now looking in retrospect, it was a little patronising of me because I went into him after the game. I said, "Look, this is uh, well played today. You know, you by far you said told me by yeah. far the best Icelandic keeper I'd seen, you know, and wished him all the best and a little chat." So it was like me coming from England, like Billy Big. No, but still, you know that, I mean? but, but the thing is, though, like you know, you might have really appreciated well, that. I, I, I did. I, well, I didn't know him from Adam. I just, I just wanted to say that he, he, you know, I was really impressed with him, and yeah. I was, and. Um, and then obviously he's, he's he's went on to from from there. Obviously, I don't know whether it's the like I said the criticism of people saying, well, you know, it is the weak link. I know for a fact somebody's telling me about that how hard he's worked over the past four or five years, yeah. especially his kicking game, going out twice a day to um, uh, to practice his, his distribution. Really? Yeah, and you can see it's it's a part of a game that's really improved, and he. He doesn't look, you know. People can go on about, um, you know, that he's a film director and whatever, like you know. But the fact of the matter is, he looks a very good goalkeeper, now. and it's perhaps a shame for him that you know things have happened from so late in life, yeah, or late in his career anyway. Four, I think he is yeah. now. But I think it's safe to say, like his film career, there's a lot of focus. Oh yes, very good. I just thought yeah, of that now, yeah. mate. Um, but you know. He, He's just been impressive all round, yeah. and uh, every part of his games been impressive. And do you know what one thing stood out for me as well? And I love it. And I, I, it's a little sort of a little quirk of of goalkeeping that I love. I really love a catch and collapse. You know, like when you try to time waste at the end of a <laughs> yeah. game, you come and take a cross, and you can you can stay on your feet no problem, but then you just whole body just collapses and you stay on the floor. But Which when, every striker age, get up, yeah. get up. Why? You, come on, we've got three minutes. Get up. I don't know if you've ever seen the. It was Werder Bremen against Juventus in 2006. Keeper uh, called Tim Visa, who's oh, yeah, yeah. He, he's uh, I think I'm sure he's WWE wrestler now. Yeah, he retired and became a wrestler. And um, he's an absolute unit. Yeah, he is. Well, he, he was, was then. then yeah, yeah. yeah, lovely slick back hair, yes. loved himself and tanned. Yeah, uh, he did it against Juventus in the in I think it was the last 16 of the Champions League, and I think they were the scores were level, but they were going to go through and away goals. And um, he's come and taken a nice easy cross, just come into his midriff, yeah. just caught it, and he's went to go down. And as he went down, he's hit the floor and turned, and the ball just bobbled out. And I think, uh, oh, who's the midfielder? Um, oh, Brazilian midfielder. I'm, I'm oh, drawing a blank. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, it puts it in. And, oh, and, and it's, just, it's just a total nightmare. I think, well, if he just come and cut, cut the ball normally, his team would have been in the last day of the Champions League. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Uh, seeing as though we were talking about Denmark, let's move on to Denmark and Casper uh, Schmeichel. Now, he's had two... 
very good games. Both of us put it out there saying who's had decent performances, and uh, Schmeichel kind of came through as uh, on, on a number of tweets really, just assured performances. Yeah, it, nothing we don't know about yeah. Kashpe, you know, and and another one, you know, we talk about uh, uh, Haldorson improving. I, I just think Kashpe Schmeichel is. He's improved immeasurably, really. He's just mm. become so much more reliable. And I think that... Uh, and I know... I don't know if I've spoken about this before, but I, I don't know if... It, you know, people keep mentioning his dad all the time. He always said, yeah. oh, I, I didn't model my me, me game on my dad and things like that. But you'd see different parts of him that yeah. uh, that that were similar to his dad's. and That's uh, always going to be the case, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But, I mean, you know, like the sort of... The, the, the starship he pulled, he was... Especially early in his career, I remember playing against him when, uh, when he was at Leeds. And he was, you know, that block shape that his dad used to do. Yeah. He does the same, but he was doing it far too early. So it was a lot easier, for, you know. He's pulling it like when the the balls sort of, sort of six eight yards away, yeah. and you know there was balls going past him where if he'd just been standing, he would have been able to react to. Yeah. And he sort of changed that, and so it made it more of an efficient movement. So he's doing it just a block when it up close. But he's all around game, and I, and I just remember um, going to warm up at Ellen Road, and then we obviously we're in the corner uh, doing a bit of handling, and all of a sudden these balls are just bouncing. Next to us, yeah. And you turn round, and he's taking goal kicks. He's taking goal kicks, and the ball's bouncing within about ten yards of the other uh, of, the, of the other byline. Wow. And uh, and it was went into games. That's what they kind of did. There was uh, Jermaine Beckford. Yeah. He, he just put it over uh, a diagonal over the top, uh, across to the right from left foot across to the right, and dropped it in behind the full back for Jermaine Beckford. Just brilliant. And he he doesn't seem to put as much power into these days, but. Uh, yeah, he's just a phenomenal strike. Big arse, that's why. Has he? Real big arse, yeah. As in, like, physically, as he has a big arse, he is not a big arse. Oh, no, like, he's, he's I mean, a lovely guy, yeah, to be honest with you. Lovely guy. Like yeah, really nice. Enough. Yeah. We'd love to get him on the podcast yeah. one day. Uh, it's looking like they might go through, Denmark. Uh, Peru, obviously, on zero points. Australia on one. Yeah, come um, and, uh, and And France on six. So, be good to see Casper kind of... Go a little bit, go a little bit further. Uh, I'm all for uh, Denmark going through. Uh, next, Jan Sommer. Talking about slick back hair, uh, the Swiss keeper Jan Sommer, and again, when doing a little bit of research, turns out he's uh, he's taking up singing lessons in the last eighteen months. Is he? He's got a guitar. Oh. He's, uh, he's 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 multi-talented. Oh. And then people can call him Donna Sommer. Ah, mm. that is good. I feel yeah. love. Um, he's 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 had a he's had because I was aware of Jan Sommer. I think we've all been aware of uh, Jan Sommer, but Switzerland as a whole, very. Very impressive. Yeah, it's a and it's backed a hot, by him. Yeah, and it's it's a hot spot. I think you know there's a lot of goalkeeping coaches going out there at Switzerland and uh, sort of you know trying to find out what what they're doing right over there. Jan Sommer, he's one of these keepers now, who is a great all-round goalkeeper. Brilliant at taking crosses. Yeah. I think he's brilliant at taking crosses. Um, and everyone keeps saying, oh, he's not the biggest and he's proven people wrong, but I don't think it means anything these days. Of course, you know, ideally, you'd probably want somebody who was. Just a great all-round goalkeeper, like, you know. It doesn't mean it have to be a giant. And yeah. I think it, with Jan Sommer, you know, people. If I was a uh, if I was a manager in the Premier League, whatever level, even even the top clubs, say if, uh, even Liverpool, for example. Yeah. If I if I was Liverpool, I would go out and get Jan Sommer because he he wouldn't break the bank for you. He's very reliable, and I I just think he's a great all-round goalkeeper. And if um, he's the one keeper that's. I mean, I don't know if he'd uh, if he'd leave Germany, but he's. Uh, I said, yeah. If you look, if anybody's looking for a goalkeeper, I don't know why he's, he's he hasn't been mentioned pub- yeah. publicly. He's probably on the he'd be on the radar of a lot of clubs. I'm sure he is. He's he's 29 years old. Yeah, perfect age. Uh, 115 games with Borussia Mönchengladbach, and as obviously before that, played for uh, FC Basel. Basel. 37 caps for for Switzerland. So. Let's see. You know what I mean. He's been at Borussia for four years now, I think. So might be looking for a move. And also, who would? Oh, it's arrogant, isn't it? Who would turn down a move to the Premier League? A lot of people, I'm sure, will do, have done, and will continue to. But I, don't know what I mean, will we see him here next season? Yeah, well, I, I, I'd Let's like see. to think so. I'd like to see him here. Uh, Mexico. I mean, we've got to mention uh, Guillermo Ochoa. Yeah. He's had an absolute cracking, uh, cracking start, hasn't he? He has. He looks the part as well. The World Cup is. He's like um, 
what do they call him the, the golfer Poulter yes you know when he, he just turns up for, for Ryder Cups he's brilliant on Ryder Cups Guillermo Ochoa is exactly the same he just has brilliant he was brilliant the last time out and then uh, he's just carried on the same and he's just he's got a great calmness about him as well like you know he's uh, in the game against Germany he was I thought he was brilliant that the free kick that he saved uh, yes. from Tim Werner uh, and, and the good thing that I noticed about this one as well, you know, we've seen goalkeeper. You know, we talk about walls and goalkeepers' positions and things like that for free kicks. He was pretty central. If, if he was anything, he's probably just just to the centre of, uh, just to the right of the centre. Yeah, he wasn't too far to his right. He wasn't too worried about um, uh, anything going to his right hand side. And that's and he, his footwork is just brilliant. And he gets across, and he actually gets really? two hands and pushes up the bar. But this—that's the one thing that I've I've noticed about him as well that he uh, his footwork is so good. You watch any shot, he's not content with just getting his hands. He's not lazy. If he can get two more steps in to get his body behind the ball, he'll get it in. And if you look at if you look at any highlights packages, that it's exactly what he does. You know, he's always got his body in behind us, so he's he's not lazy catching the. You know, if the ball's out to the side, he won't just be content with just catching it. He gets his body in beside. Again, Mexico behind, uh, topping the group at the moment uh, with Germany behind and obviously Sweden in third. Because to keep seeing him, uh, do you know what I'd like though? What I, I I just think that Mexico should have just gone. Do you know what? Because he's got his headband already, hasn't he? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's got his big frizzy hair. Uh, Just go Campos. But do you know what? Has he got long hair, though? Well, what are you saying? You're saying he's doing a Rafa Nadal and brushing it back? or? Well, it, it might be the hair might be sewn into his headband. Oh, that's a good point. Wearing we're one of those like, wigs. No, he got the cap with the dreadlocks to come on yeah, the back. Yeah, he might have one do of them. Do you know what? There used to be a Bulgarian keeper, I think he's called Bobby Mihailov. Right. And he actually, I think after... Was it after 1990 or 94? Might be 94. He came over to Redden, and I think he used to wear a, a cap a with syrup. dreadlocks. No, he used to wear a syrup. Really? Yeah. In goal? Yeah. No. Yeah, I'm telling you. How is it stuck? Google it. What's well, his know. name? But have you, I'm not saying Bobby Mihailov. Bobby Mihailov. Mihailov. Bulgarian keeper. Yeah. Okay. Bobby Mihailov. Okay. Images. Oh yeah. I mean. There's definitely... Oh, I mean, look at that. Look at that. Yeah, that does look syrupy. Yeah, and that's him as a gaffer. Uh, so, yeah, it's very syrupy. It's, it's almost... That's like um, Tate and Lyle, that. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is Most, a syrup. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah there are um, a few syrups. Is that yeah. much of a syrup you could have it in your latte? That's... Is that much of a syrup something to do with diabetes? Or Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know, think about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, well, fair enough. Uh, I've actually just found a photo of uh, Ochoa, and he's 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 got a full head of hair. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. So. Well, I've not, not seen those wigs. My my my, uh, my missus. Oh, she's a barber. We've mentioned it before. Uh, oh, I chucked herself out of a plane yesterday. Was she right? Yeah, she's fine. Nice. Right. Was it uh, skydive? Yes, yeah, for her birthday. Yes, yeah, for fortieth. My um uh my girlfriend's brother did that last week as well. I cannot sit. I, I mean, I, I couldn't do that. Oh, I'd love to. Oh, I'd love to do it. You're an absolute idiot. Why would you want to do that? Oh, just it'd be exhilarating, wouldn't it? No. I'm fair play. She wasn't. Uh, she wasn't nervous at all. Nah, She's just, always wanted to do it as well. Nah, but for, yeah, well, well done. But no, yeah, well done, Mary. And yeah. she, and do you know what? She said I wouldn't mention it today. She f actually fell out with me this morning. Why? Because when I when I left to get a train down to London, uh, yeah. she said, "Oh, you know, are you going to give me a mention on your podcast?" And I was like, I, "And I, I, I mean, I did roll my eyes at her." And then because I rolled my eyes at her, she like she, she like she fell out with me and but said, oh, "Don't gonna, worry about it." Do you know you're going to go back and go here. I mentioned you on the podcast uh, and you skydive. Well, and then what I'm going to do? I'm going to edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> and then she called me then, a liar. Yeah, and then she called you a liar. Oh, and then don't do that. Like, no, don't, don't we do said that. it. Lloyd must have edited it out. And I'm going to go. No, we. Oh, don't do no, that. No, you should mention it. No, don't he, no, he didn't mention it at all. I'd Mary. like to sleep in my own bed tonight. <sighs> Not going to happen, mate. Yeah. Uh, go on. No, nothing. Go on. <laughs> I was just <laughs> devastated. <laughs> no, I won't. I'll, I'll edit that in, definitely. Uh, Germany. We've got to look at Germany. Uh, Manuel Neuer came in. few surprises there. Obviously, he'd had the, the warm-up game before the World Cup, and then he's come in having not really played for a year. Um, they lost their first game against Mexico. 
their second game. Anything to, to to mention in that game against Mexico, or was it just a? Nah, not really. No, nah. I mean you couldn't do anything with a goal. It was. It's, I, I'd like to see that he, that he's uh, you know like pick him up on a few points about you know that oh, he looks rusty here and that, but he just he hasn't looked rusty at all. But he, if if you'd have not known that he'd been out and you just look at him going, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. He's still playing the way he plays uh, against Sweden. Um, not, nothing. Does someone? I think someone was saying, should he have come out earlier for that Sweden goal? No, but no. That, the touch was impeccable. But if, well, if he'd come out earlier, uh, he'd, he'd be guessing. Yeah. If, if he'd stayed on his line, he opens up that left hand side of the goal. So if Berg just gets a tone, he can't save that. I think he's right to just to, to be where he is. It's a it's a more difficult finish. It takes a deflection as well. So. Uh, I don't think you put any blame to him. He pulls off a hell of a save from there. Uh, from oh, from yeah, exactly. One which you know we've talked about the goals saved. That was a goal saved. That, that's and won, also won them the game. Has won them the game and possibly <laughs> has put them into contention for going through to the next round because yeah. they were what twenty thirty minutes well. 41 minutes away from uh, not not going there. Uh, oh no, I mean, quite, quite constant. Mean, it's but quite. It, I don't know. I'm trying to say conceivably. It's conceivable. Yeah, it's conceivable, it go through, yeah. 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 But uh, do you know one thing I like him about as well? You know, is the fact that see when he concedes a goal, he it's almost he bounces straight back up. So he dives. The ball goes past him. It's in the net. He's on the ground about a, a millisecond. He yeah. jumps back up, gets the ball, and gives it back again. And just I re- I was I was watching the game with uh, Martin Gritton, um, and when he left my house this morning he said are you going to mention me on the podcast and I said no that's nah, just a little joke about me I'm going to tell my <laughs> um, and we were there and that was the one thing I realised he was in and he was getting the, the, the team right, come on come on you know what I mean and you think bloody hell it, you, I, you're going I, out at the World Cup at the moment I'd be there'd be a bit of me that would be going there would be fuming like what the fuck you know but he just was like right come on this is what we do a lot of like kick and post and things like that's for the crowd yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. I, I, I'm I used to be like that, but I'm, I'm a changed man. I, I just thought. Which it, hairstyle? Which hairstyle? Yeah, uh, that was, was that? like the the long one when I used to get I used to get chemically straightened. Uh, did you actually? Mm, I've yeah. got curly hair, really. Yeah, okay. <laughs> actually, you used yeah. to get it chemically straightened. Yeah, and you had short put, sli- you had short sleeves at that point as well, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, absolute poser. Uh, let's move on to Spain quickly. David de Gea, he had a howler against Portugal, um, and the little fact that was revealed: uh, David de Gea is the only goalkeeper in the World Cup yet to make a save. Apparently, um, well, well, I mean, I'd have, if you said that before the tournament, I'd have believed you because I thought they the best, they've got the best defense in in the competition. That's what I thought. I didn't think he was going to concede three and chuck one in. Yes, exactly. So he's. he's Do you know? What? I, 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 usually, when something like this happens, I, I write a piece about it and try and explain why they did things. And, and I know that he made the mistake in the in the warm up against Switzerland as well. But you just think sometimes it's just, these things happen. You know, he, he came, it, it needs no explanation. I know he said he he didn't drop his knee. He didn't drop his knee uh, quick enough to get down yeah. to it, and there was a bit of movement on the ball. And that's the thing. If you're pulling that shit, if you're doing like the key sort of, it's almost like a. Where you get taught when you cricket on the boundary and the yeah, ball's come past, yeah, so like you, a barrier goes past. Yeah. The only problem with that is if there is a movement on the ball or in deflection, you're knackered. You, yeah, yeah. You you, you can't that move out of enough. that, and that's why I love um, Manuel Neuer. The the next game he uh, or a couple, couple of days later, one of the there was a shots coming against Mexico, and it's from long range, and he's moved across into the line, and he's getting he's he's done. It's perfect. It's technically perfect. He he, stay, he gets low, crouched down, gets in behind the ball, stays low, and then goes forward on it. And it, it like all in one movement, he seems to be back up again. And it's just uh, yeah, it's like little, yoga. Yeah, little things like that. It's just it looked beautiful to me. Um, he also came out the next day and said, "I made a mistake." But we are a team, and we bounce back. And he kind of came. It was quite. He just yeah. So what? I made a mistake. It's but, easy to say that when you play for Spain. And the, yeah. and the boys will and get you. Are, the, the, and you are the, like. the most expensive goalkeeper in the world at the moment. Yeah. And are set to be. Yeah, but again, apparently. It, I was really interested to, to watch the Iran game because I thought, well, uh, he was never going to get dropped. I don't know why people were asking that. He was never going to get dropped. But then you think, all right, well, yeah, it is a one-off. But then he made that one against Switzerland, and thought, mm-hmm. well. If there's ever going to be any pressure on him from uh, after, you know, last time he's made mistakes like yeah. this, on, on multiple occasions, were well, a long time ago. 
Judge thought how he handled it, and to be fair, and we didn't have a great deal to do. But he's... they're going to go through, I think, aren't they? Yeah, you know I mean, they've, uh, they've got uh, Morocco to play, and uh, they're not great. Let's be honest with you. Um, the goalkeeper we want to talk about next, uh, and I think this is the last one from the World Cup, uh, Nigerian goalkeeper Francis Azohu, who had a cracking game the other day. He's the he's 19 years old. I think he's the fourth youngest goalkeeper, which comes on to our question, who is the youngest goalkeeper in the World Cup to keep a clean sheet? And it's not Francis, he's the second youngest. The youngest is Lee Chan Myung, who was 19 years old and 198 days, who famously shut out Italy in 1966, the North Korean goalkeeper. Oh. A little fact for you there. But Francis Zoho, he's coming. Uh, he's coming because um, keeper Carl uh, Akimi. Um, had leukemia. It was announced last July, but amazing news! Uh, it was announced yesterday. He came out and said that he's in uh, he's in complete remission um, after a tough year of intense chemotherapy. So, um, brilliant news! Absolutely brilliant news! Over the moon for you, Carl. Um, but yeah, so uh, Carl's on the mend, hopefully. And uh, what happened was, um, go on. No, no, I was just going to say, you know, it's, it's just sent me a quick message, just sort of saying well done and yeah, and it's great news and all that. And then you think, then my next thought was, oh, uh, you know. Asking me if he's going to get back playing again, and to be honest with you, it doesn't make a difference, does it? Doesn't. No. Doesn't make a difference. No. Uh, Francis Azoro, nineteen years old, two hundred and thirty-seven days. Um, he, he looked, he looked assured, didn't he? There's mm. a few, there's a few corners that he came out for that there was a, a, a tiny bit of flappage, mm. maybe, but some good saves. Yeah, somebody that somebody that age uh, on this stage, you're always going to get a little bit of. A little bit of nerves, and but having said that, you know, like I said, you know, look at Caballero, thirty-six year old, and he looked as nervy as anyone has done this tournament. So sometimes it's better being, you know, innocent and yeah. and naive and and going into this. And he probably, I mean, he's spoiled now. Nineteen years old, yeah. playing on this stage. Is it Deportivo La Coruña at the moment? Um, and I, I, I'll say he's one to look out for. Six foot five inches. Um, yeah, and on the other end, talking about uh, old goalkeepers, a record has been broken. Shout out to Sam El Hadari. It was broken the record of being the oldest player to appear at a World Cup at the age of uh, 45 years and 161 days. Um, breaks the record for Colombian Farid Mondragon, who we talked about uh, in, the, in, yeah, in the last podcast. And we're recording this at about four or five o'clock on Monday, and he's just saved a penalty. And what he just a, let one in, but he just saved a penalty. What a save it was as well. Do you see it? That dived low to his right, and it was just above him, top hand, strong top hand, strong top hand it was. Brilliant save. Um, and we've got a massive shout-out to uh, the tweet that I just saw on Twitter, uh, which was from Emo Salah, uh, who said, some penalty saved by Ahadari and something to tell the grandkids. When he goes home. Yeah. He probably has got them. <laughs> yeah. I, well, that's what I think is quite funny is the fact that someone has replied going, he's that old. I think he's, he's, his grandkids have kids. He's going, yeah. <laughs> just leave it. To the, you, just I'll, leave it to the original poster, mate. Uh, I was devastated when he didn't play in that first game yeah. against Russia, but just because it, it's, it's a great story, isn't it? But yeah. having said that, Mohamed El Shirari, who's, uh, uh, who played in his place, has been brilliant. Really? Yeah. Both, I think both games, especially the second game against uh, Uruguay, he was absolutely brilliant. A um, couple of good one-on-ones, stood up really well uh, to Suarez, two one-on-ones, and then uh, that, there's a sh- left-footed volley from Cavani, crossed oh, yeah, his yeah, left, yeah, 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 palmed yeah. away, brilliant save. Great yeah. save, that, wasn't it? Um, we are, what we're going to do now, any more goalkeepers from the World Cup that you want to talk about, or... Um, probably, probably have a little mention for uh, Beer and Van from um, Iran. Done yeah. really well. Yeah, done in, really especially well. Especially against Spain. Um, and a shout out to uh, Panama's keeper for looking like a young Buffon. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah did, not bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not bad. I, I hope I got away with the, the pronunciation of Beer and Van. Yeah. I just moved over it. All right, yeah. yeah I, I, I kind of mumbled a little bit just to like. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I won't yeah. edit that out, yeah. though. He's not listening anyway. Uh, we're going to quickly wrap up uh, in the next uh, three or four minutes or four or five minutes, but I just want to talk about keeper transfers. Uh, the big headlines, we're not going to cover everything, it's just the ones that have taken our fancy. Uh, Bert Leno uh, will join Arsenal on the 1st of July from Bayer Leverkusen, uh, and apparently he is to be the number one goalkeeper. I mean, you don't sign someone for £30 odd million pounds as a goalkeeper and expect them to sit on the bench, do you? You don't, do you? You want him to be number one? Yeah, and you'd you imagine, you know, 
he's spent a little bit of time sort of waiting to you know t- for a move to a, to a bigger club or to yeah. a, either in Germany or uh, in England. I think it's it was his it was an ambition of his to to play in England, and. He is a good goalkeeper. There's no doubt about it. You know, he's not in uh, the German World Cup squad, though. What's that? Not in the German World Cup squad. No, but because they've got goalkeepers flying out their backside. Is but he not? Is he not? No, he. Uh, Who's their third keeper? Uh, their third keeper is. Uh, My memory's awful. So it's t- um, it's Neuer to Stegen, and then the lad that plays. Oh, Trappy, of course, yeah, Trappy, yeah, yeah. Oh, Trappy, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's a good good signing for for, for Arsenal. Um, you then have to look at the domino effect. There's been links Ospina going various places. Um, he had an all right game yesterday, injured, which clearly wanted to come off. But they were like, oh, we've, he's we've, always we've, injured, isn't he? We've, we've used always, all the subs, yeah. mate. He's always injured. Um, I remember once. What, uh, I, I mean, I, I bring the conversation back myself, like I always do. Yeah, but, why not, mate? yeah, but I remember playing. I was at Aberdeen and uh, lost my place to a lad called Peter Kier, who was Danish. Peter K. Kier. Oh, I thought you meant Peter. Garlic bread. As in Simon Kier. Um, he's a, uh, yeah, he was Danish number two with Schmeichel for the '98 World Cup, and um, he hurt himself. He hurt his knee in about the fifth minute, so I warmed up the whole game. He was limping the whole game, and then 15 minutes from the end, he decides he has to come off. Can't continue much. It's nil nil. And what you conceded for? No, I didn't. To be fair, okay, I finished nil nil. Anyway. Um, <laughs> no, it's good. no, but that's the thing. It's all linking, isn't it? Um, linking to. I didn't realise this until someone told me yesterday. Uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Have you seen who they've signed? Yes, I have. Rui Patricio. What a signing that Great is! Great signing. Yeah. Obviously, you have to look at that and go, "How have they signed him?" Going, "Oh, it's the super agent." George Mendes. You yeah. know. Yeah, George so uh, that that's uh, but probably how they signed him. But a crack. Is it signing. George Mendes or Jorge? Uh, I think we can call him Jorge. Okay. Um, but yeah, but I mean, it's 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 sort of like a, a perfect storm, sort of. Because I thought he was going to sign for Napoli. Yeah, and then uh, obviously the the situation happened. It's uh, Sporting, and uh, he resigned or ripped up his contract, and he's managed. They've gotten themselves like I don't know, twenty thirty million pound goalkeeper yeah, for free. Yeah, brilliant signing for them, and uh, they're going to mean they mean business. They do. They really, really do. And that is a that is a statement sign, isn't it? And, and he's the current he, Portuguese goalkeeper. And then, and then even uh, even in the tournament now, he conceded three in the first game against Spain. That's easily done against a team like Spain. Yeah, but you you know you see him. He's, he's, look, he's just so impressive. Yeah, so on. impressive. Uh, next up, just uh, we're going to whittle through these. Dean Henderson he signed a new contract at Man United, so Brilliant. congratulations, Dean. And then it's gone out uh, straight out on loan to Sheffield United. Um, yeah, again, great move from next great step move up. for him. Uh, Christian Walton has re-signed uh, to Wigan from Brighton again. We were impressed with him last season. He's a part of that Brighton setup, isn't he? Yeah. Why? Why? Why wouldn't he do that? You know, like again, to the next level for him, yeah. and, and he knows the manager, knows the players. Uh, but going to Brighton from Sunderland, Jason Steele, he's made the move from Sunderland. Yeah, to I, I, I won't lie. It's a bit of a surprise that yep. uh, that he's gone to a Premier League club after this season. Um, yeah, but no, he won't be first choice. Will he? You know I mean? No, of course not. But obviously, Matty Taylor, Tim Krul, and then you know, still, what happens to the yeah. Others? I, I think I, might, I don't know if Tim Krul might be going to Fulham, perhaps. Oh, really? Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. Well, instead of uh, B- uh, Bettinelli. Bettinelli, sorry, Marcus. Um, interesting. <laughs> we'll keep an eye on that. It is Marcus Bettinelli. It is Marcus, thank yeah. you. Um, uh, I haven't slept for about a week. Uh, I've been with Michael Owen and Louis Figo. I'm not sure if I've mentioned yeah. it. Um, Lucas Fabianski. Uh, we won't be seeing him at the World Cup any longer, but he's gone from Swansea to West Ham. Yes, uh, that's a great move for, the, for great him. Great move for him, but also at the same time, I'm like, give Adrian a season. Yeah, well, just give, him a, yeah. just give him once a full season because I think he is good and I just think it needs someone settled to just go, do you know what? I've got this. He, he's, de- he's deserving of it and it's a bit harsh on him, but there was always going to be another keeper coming in that uh, Joe Hart's gone back to Manchester City. Yeah. It's, it's all gone quiet on that front as well. It's but Fabian's a great signing for, for West Ham. And they look like they actually signed a few decent players as well. They might, might have a decent sign next year. Um, we are also looking at Harry. How do you say that? Harry Burgoyne, Burgoyne. Yeah. Uh, Wolves to Plymouth Argyle on a season-long loan. Uh, ben Hamer has left Leicester. He's gone to Huddersfield. Uh, they're, the, they're, the, they're the main. Uh, they're the main things. Um, 
I'm not going to mention that. Um, so they're, they're the uh, the keeper transfers that we've got for this. I need to tell you after this. Uh, they're the keeper transfers that are so far. If we've missed any, uh, shout them out. We might have just missed them because we haven't got time. Uh, we've got we've got a wrap wrap up because um, Joel needs to get this um, in five minutes to leave the office in five minutes. All right, okay. Uh, what were we going to say there? Go on. I was just going to say when you're back. You know what I mean? Uh, back after the World Cup final, mate. I'm not sure if I mentioned it, but I'm going to the World Cup final on the uh, 15th of July. But let's do one over the phone like we'll we did do before, that, yeah? um, so we can talk a bit we'll more do in depth. Our man in Russia. Our uh, from Russia with Lloyd. Oh man! There Why? you go. Yeah. Did have a did have a program in there that was going to be commissioned, but it all fell through. <laughs> yeah. We'd rather not talk about oh. it. Uh, we are going to give you a uh, we're going to give a, a, a listener um, who has given us a four or five star review. We're going to give them uh, a, a a key ring. Um, so just tell me when to stop, David Priest. Stop, David Priest. Okay, here we go. It is from Mr. David. Majorum. Uh, it says excellent stuff. It's five stars. Stop it, David. Sondico, Royce, Salesport, Allsport, Sells. What does that say to you about premium and goalkeeper gloves? There's too many of them. There's one way of looking at it. Another way is people like them. So let's make a podcast about them. Number one podcast is highly enjoyable and witty to listen to all things goalkeeping. Excellent. Cheers, David. Good on you, mate. Oh, I like that. It was nice. Put some good brands in there. It was like a song. Yeah, We've got to wrap up now. We've got to say thank you for listening. Um, tweet us in with any suggestions uh, of stuff that you want us to talk about in the next podcast, which hopefully should be the next week or so. Um, keep supporting the team you're supporting. Let's hope England can go on to win the World Cup. It's coming home. Uh, go and buy Glove Story, the the, the uh, goalkeeping uh, glove uh, book. Um, anything that you want to add, David Priest? No. no. I'm, uh, I've just been great. I've been bottling all this stuff up inside. It's need to come out somewhere. You know, yes, so. exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for listening. This has been the number one podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. It is uh, goodbye from me, Lloyd Griffith, and it's goodbye from me, David Priest, the original hipster. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 